Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 110 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ander, and I'm joined this week by a man who's uh, just come in from a, uh, a, a group of 10 uh, uh, uh power training uh you know zoom um you know sort of live zoom uh uh oh, i'm gonna just restart this again this is it <laughs> hello and welcome listeners to episode 110 of the two vets talk pets podcast with too much talking of pets is barely enough i'm dr robbie Anderton, and and i'm joined this week by a man who's just come in all sweaty from just joining back up with his uh park exercising crew now that he's allowed to uh to join together and exercise in groups of 10 it's dr lewis kirkham lewis how are you going good good robbie good you are not going to cut that out are you you're not going to cut that you're just going to run with that straight at the straight at the start but it's your own fault if you do because then you're gonna have to bleep out the profanity in there was there a profanity? Oh, dang. That's just a little one. Just a little one. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we've had five guys in the intro, so at least you finally got one in. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's what happens, mate. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm busy. I'm a busy man. Lewis. I got a lot on my mind, you know, and I, I just had to do my intro on the fly. I didn't have a chance to actually write it down. So, you know, there's times you go, you know, look, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then you actually try and do it off the cuff and you go, you know, that was a, that was a bit rubbish, actually. <laughs> well, what's been happening? What have you been doing? So we moved in. We moved in this week, mate. So uh, I'm currently currently reclining on the um the the snuggle chair in the in the front room in the in this wonderful uh, autumn sun, looking out the uh, looking out the front. You know, if I can't be there in the podcast studio with you, this is a this is a pretty damn good alternative. I'll give you the give you the tip. But um, yeah, yeah we're uh, we haven't got the uh, internet back at home, so I'm still doing it out of my phone. So I apologise for any crackling that um that might come through down the line to everyone. That's all right, mate. Everyone knows we're all still socially isolating. And I think actually we're saying by the time that you get NBN at your house, we back able to do it face to face again. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, well, that'd be great. Yeah. All this time we've been hanging and waiting to try and get, uh, try and get the internet better for the kids at school and, you know, for Netflix while I'm sitting on the snuggle chair. And um, then, uh, then all of a sudden, yeah, we'll be uh, back to be able to do it face to face. We'll be able to snuggle in real life. That's all right. Netflix and chill just the two of us. That's right. We still have a bit of pers- still have the perspex uh, board in between us, though. You know, just to try and stop any um, yeah, any spittle that might go between. Oh, you've got a spit shield installed, mate, so we don't spit on each other. It's nice, sweet. On the on the snuggle on the snuggle chair, yeah. It's kind of like the cone of science, but just the cone of COVID. Well, it reminds me. Um, it's totally unrelated, but uh, went to we got a, a Princess Pier down in Port Melbourne with us. A beautiful pier. Um, Deb, uh, Stella and I went for a bike ride there yesterday, and we were sort of on the pier and the pier was packed with fishermen because you can fish now. It's a new thing they yeah, lifted. Can... Yeah, yeah, lifted in, in Victoria. And there were lots of fishermen. Obviously, the first Friday night they could go down and fish. And then there was a guy walking on the pier that looked fairly rough with his two children, would have been five and eight, two boys. And he's yep. walking on the pier and I couldn't believe it, actually like spitting 
on the ground while he's walking along. And then he's, I thought, oh, geez, okay, I'll give that wide berth. And then his son's come along and he's gone, oh, there's no one on the pier. He's an eight-year-old boy, I reckon. No one on the pier. And then he's looked up and he's going, oh, F, there's a whole lot of SH fishermen here. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. They're all out wow. today. They're all Jeez. out. They're all sorts. All sorts go fishing. So well, there, there you go. go. That's um, yeah. and, and and I'm glad that then they've been able to get back out into the general public to uh to to let <laughs> yeah. that, yeah, just just to get some culture, yeah, for his kids. You know, it's pro- probably just because it's not quite duck season, so he can't take him out duck hunting yet. Uh, oh, exactly. He's come straight out of Gen Pop, I reckon, and then then come into Gen Population. Possibly, it was it was a uh, it was a straight, real straight, straight out of Ravenhall. Yeah, yeah, yeah straight, straight out yeah. of Ravenhall, out of Ballarat. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Now, I want to know, mate, you've moved in. He's still wearing yes. socks around the house. I am, mate. Yes. Yeah, I'm still wearing socks around Everyone? the house. Everyone? Um, uh, yeah, protect apart those, from the animals. Protect protecting the, the floorboards. I'm going to ask you every episode, I reckon, because I want to know how long it lasts. We had that thing. We're going to all wear socks on the polished boards. I reckon. I don't know how long it lasts. Not very long. It was a good in theory. <laughs> The, the interesting thing is with it though, Lewis, is that I've, I've identified two distinct areas where I think the grain of the wood is just so linear and there's enough boards that are right there that it's actually really slippery. And unfortunately, it's as you go around the corner from the bench in the kitchen. So as you're walking in, it's actually really easy to sort of slip out from under yourself. And given that we've got Ruben who, you know, just runs around and spins around in circles just because, you know, that's the way he rolls. Um, I've had to say, mate, you've got to take it slow around these bits. Otherwise, you're just going to glance straight in the fridge. And it's a brand new fridge and we don't want to wreck it. You know, you'll heal the fridge, you know. So um, so, yeah. so it's trying to find all these little all these little spots to then go, okay, right, we've got to be careful there, got to be careful there. So it's just it's just learning the lay of the land, Lewis. What's the best spot you can do your TikTok video like Tom Cruise on, uh, is it, he sings, you take those old records off the shelf in that movie. Yeah, risky business. Socks. Risky, risky business. business. You risky know business, yes. The, yeah, the only thing is, though, is that yeah, if we're doing that, given that the the slippery spots right in front of that fridge, the brakes aren't going to work there. So I'll be sort of trying to get a really good run up, throwing the you know, there's there's very little margin for error there, mate. You know, I mean, yeah. And Tom Cruise, we know he does all his own stunts, so you know, he's a he's a well well versed on how to slide safely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, what do you got? Well, what you mean? <laughs> well, I, um, we had a first time this week for a long time. The bosses at work actually fired a client. Um, oh, fired a client? Yeah, fired a client, which, yeah, you know, right. as you know, it's something we do very rarely in the vet profession and we'll always yeah. help an animal that's in pain, regardless if we, if we uh, you know, don't want to see the owner again. This owner actually was on the phone and uh, was uh, told the nurse, because the nurse is having trouble with the phone line. We're talking about NBN issues. We've got NBN phone yeah. issues at work at the moment. And um, and and the, the nurse couldn't quite get the name, the owner's name, and she's trying to spell it out, and the line was so terrible. Um, and the, the, the client actually ended up telling the nurse, uh, go and get F, you, and, and then uh, I think an idiot or a moron or something like that. And, and she's gone, I'm sorry, what did you say? And she said it again. So the nurse hung up on her and then uh, and then the lady rang back again and the nurse picked up the phone and she kept going on with the expletive. So turned out wow. the, the bosses sort of got onto it and said, look, that's not really appropriate to talk to people. We are all under stress, you know, it's a, it's difficult times. Um, but, uh, but said, look, I think if you need to have it actually send in a written apology to our nurse, which is good sticking up for them or yeah, else, sure. um, or else you're not really welcome back to, um, you have to find a vet that you trust and you, you value our service a bit more, I think. So yeah. there you go. Um, 
how was um uh, did uh, your nurse hear what the the fishermen were also catching down at the Princess Pier? Because it sounded like she may have been related to the uh, to, to to the spitting family that were that you saw down on the uh, down amongst all the fishermen, mate. Yeah, it sounded it sounded like she'd sort of been uh, re- reading from the same uh, vocabulary book. It could well have been the mother. That's hard to know. It could well have been the mother. Very she, she might have just got out of uh, yeah, just got just got out of the uh, the, the penitentiary Dame, as well. Dame Phyllis Frost, you think? Orange is the new black. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's um, it's interesting. You know, we had um, we had a client who did that too. Um, who uh, who basically would would ring up with um with problems and we would say yeah look no problems at all we think you need to come in for a consult i'm not coming in and paying you money for you just okay right well sorry you feel that way but you know our our time is um yeah we need to pay our wage and they go i don't need it. well look that's fine so i sent her and um sent her a, oh no then she got on and um and put a uh, a nice uh one star review oh, on yes. uh uh, on you know they were back in the times of when your yeah, people used to you know hit hit you yeah, with really nasty reviews yeah which we we spoke about a while ago but we actually you know, touch wood haven't had a one star review in a while so we haven't had to go through it um the ultimate but, uh, revenge isn't it just to tap 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 and put in that one star oh i'm gonna really you know keyboard warrior this um yeah. and so i sent her an email saying um oh no actually i sent her a letter saying um sorry you feel that way you know it, it sounds like you you've lost trust in us um so if you've lost trust in us then we would recommend you go and try and find another vet somewhere else um you know, we're, we're happy to send you um your history either via email or via letter um and we didn't hear anything back from her until then six months later she comes in under a different name oh, oh really like you weren't going to recognize her you weren't going to yeah. recognize her did she have like yeah. a Groucho, Groucho Marx? You know, came in under a different name, and um, and then she came. Yes, yeah, with the, with the nose and the glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a wig. You know, coming, going. Oh yes, hello. <laughs> Here is my angry little Chihuahua that you may or may not recognize. Oh, it's a coincidence. It's got the same microchip number as my other little Chihuahua. Oh dear me, what what are the oh, chances? What a classic! Wow. Yeah. And wait, then, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, so she's been coming in for years, right? And so the nurses knew exactly who she was, right? And said, oh, do you want us just to put this back on your, um, and she, oh, yeah, yeah, you might as well. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah well, right, good on you, you know? I think we get, we get that a little bit with the bad debtors. I think they'll come in with the same dog, but put it under the partner's name. And then, you know, and then yes. we sort of like, but hang on, where's the history? You know, what do we treat? And they try and sort of get it, get around it with, with that sort of way. But we're fairly tuned to that sort of thing, aren't we, mate? Oh, and you scan the microchip too, you know, you scan the microchip and then you come up with two different microchip numbers and you go, oh, that's a bit odd, you know, yeah. or two, two microchip, two different dogs with the same microchip number. And you go, oh, isn't that strange that there's another bruiser that's a, <laughs> uh, you know, 25 kilogram aggressive entire male uh, staffy cross with skin oh, issues. Don't be breedist. Whoa. I'm not being breedist. I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm being onerist, not breedist. <laughs> We also um, sat down with um with the guys from Flynn's yeah. Talk this week, didn't we, mate? Or we last did, week? Yeah. Was it last week? 
Uh, it was last, last last week. Now the Wednesday, Wednesday before it was actually about ten days ago. But I think they've just put the put the episode on live. So, um, so Flynn, so we've spoken about Flynn's walk before. Um, the uh, in in memory of Flynn Hargreaves, the um, the vet who chose to take his life a couple of years ago. Um, they've organised Flynn's walk, um, which this year hasn't been able to happen. And so, uh, uh, Jack and his mates wanted to try and work out what they could still do to try and get the the Flynn's walk message out there. And so they did uh, the Flynn's Talk podcast, and uh, we were lucky enough to get a girl which uh, sound like they had some fairly uh, al- other illustrious people on there and uh, they must have hit the bottom of the barrel of their uh, possible guests to uh, hit, hit us clowns uh, so early on in their podcasting, Lewis. Well, number f- number four podcast we were, mate, so there must have been three more illustrious guests uh, in front of us from, and uh, it was great to, to catch up with Jack and Jezza from Enigma on uh from those who don't know, they were Enigma on Joy FM in the 90s, I think. So, so great to catch up with those, those guys. Yeah, we did, we did sort of lay into them a little bit about that, didn't we? Like I had no idea, but you'd done your research. You'd uh, you'd picked up that they'd had some uh, some previous on air chemistry. Uh, I mean, that, this and this was back in the time of uh, you know zooming with uh, because it's you know, part of COVID. So you know, and then the the snapshot of time. Um, so we we're doing it over the over the computer. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was it was good. It was good catching up with those guys. It was, it was, it was. So, um, so check them out. Go to Flynn's talk. You might be able to hear. We might, we might uh, upload it as one of our episodes some down, sometime down the track. But I really love what those guys are doing. Uh, you know, big supporter for mental health in the veterinary profession. Um, and and uh, big thank you and shout out to those guys. Anything which else? is which is which is an interesting segue that you bring in there, mate. Because one of the things I wanted to talk about that I've actually had happen um, over the last uh, couple of weeks. I had one happen two weeks ago and one this last week. Um, have i mean you, you probably will have done it uh, euthanizing um animals of your mates um you know like it's a, it's a it's something that we have to do in the job and we know it and it's always tough but to actually have to euthanize the um the pets of of people that you know really really well um and you know I, like i had a, I, as another aside on euthanasia i had a really rough one this week it was a um an old dog and um because with all the covid stuff i put it to sleep in the in the back of their car so that they could be um so you know the the mum the dad and the daughter could be with it but um with the dog when we put him to sleep but their, their daughter was about Camille's age and she was just agonally crying and upset. And, oh, man, it just it just hit me really, really hard because it made me sort of think, oh, geez, what's it going to be like for, for me with my kids, you know, when, yeah. uh, when we're in that position? Um, but anyway, so um, that's, that's an aside. So, um, so putting these two mates' dogs to sleep, you know, and it was the, the right thing to do for the dogs. It was the right time. And so it was good that I was able to do it, um, do it for them. But the thing that then really hit me, Lewis, was that then um, getting onto social media, you know, like I'm not on Facebook that much anymore, but, you know, with um, work messaging and thing I got on there. And both times I saw the, um, that these mates had put posts on that they'd um, had to have their dog put to sleep. And then seeing the, you know, the myriad of sad faces and comments of, oh, mate, I'm so sorry. It's so sad. You know, I hope you're okay. But then thinking, hang on, that was me that did that. You know, that was me that that's then uh, caused all. And again, you know, it's that weird thing of going, I know it was the right thing to do. And I know it's part of the job, but to see the effects of it, you know, of the, um, the outpouring of, of grief and support to my friends, and it's great that they get the support, but it was just, yeah, it really sort of hit me quite weirdly. It was sort of a, a, an odd, an odd mix of emotions that I had to go through with that. Yeah, mate, it's certainly tough. I think, um, you know, I've, yeah, I've euthanized friends and um, 
yeah, friends pets before and it's never never an easy thing to do because you always in my mind i sort of think do they sort of see me now when i go around there and go oh he killed my pet you know yeah. which is perhaps sort of similar to to perhaps how you're um you're feeling but i always try and look at it you know and i think deb's really good when i chat to her she goes well they wouldn't want anybody else to have helped you help them at that time they would have wanted yeah. you to do that they they you know they really appreciate that um that we're able to help their animal in need they're, they're the beloved animal at that time and it's not that that we've caused that grief because we've actually relieved that dog of some suffering I mean, mm. uh, and in no way do those actual owners sort of blame us or say that we are the cause of that grief because the cause of the grief is really the passing of time, the passing of that animal, the loss of that loved animal. It's not the grief for oh, how it died. It's, it's yeah. the grief for the loss of that that thing. And I think it, it is really hard though, mate. You know, um, um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's to the point where sometimes I, I see family or friends, dogs and cats, at a young age and in the back of my head, I think, Oh my goodness, I'm seeing you now, but you know, in 20 years time, 15 years time, am I actually going to be on the other end of the life of this animal? Wow. So, you know, and yeah, yeah I, I, I had that in my head a little bit. And also with the kids, similar to you, yeah, when they're patting the cat and they love, love Olive so much in the back of your head, you're like, geez, I hope she doesn't get sick and something happened, you know, like, and I can't fix yeah. it. So yeah, mate, I think it's something we all deal with and it's, it's just, uh, you know, you got to look at it as, as they wouldn't want anyone else to be doing that, that, that moment for you and for it to go so smoothly and for them to be as involved as they can be, you know, it's, it's just, um, yeah, we haven't caused it, mate, that the loss of that loved, you know, the loss of that soul in the house is what's caused it. Not what we did. That's for sure. Yeah. Now it was, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very kind of you to say, and, and certainly, um, you know, wise, uh, wise counsel, but it was just a, it was just, like I said to Christina, I said, this is just really weird. You know, like I've never been in this position before and to have it happen twice in a really short period of time as well. It's just a bit, just a bit odd, but, um, anyway, you know, but yeah, so that's, you know, not, not part of the, the normal sort of wise cracks and, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, the, 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 hilarity that usually we, we bring to the table, but, you know, just bringing it down a little bit for 110, you know? Well, we could always make some sort of morbid joke, but I don't think that'd be suitable. Perhaps we just move on to the sponsors. Let's, let's talk about this. Speaking of morbid, you know, what's helped to reduce the, um, the, the mor- morbidity of, um, of my pets with their move has been Zilkeen. Yes. Tell us more. What's happening? So I um, went and got a um, got a tub of Zilkeen, and so we've been using that for Rosie and the cats to try and help with their transition for coming into the new house. Because we left the, uh, I took the cats into the cattery at work for um, a couple of days. It was only supposed to be one what? day, Lewis, but then um, then I came. Yeah, so that way they didn't escape when the moving trucks and things. That's something I wise always recommend move. to people. Wise yeah, move. Um, yep. Yep. What wasn't a wise move was when I was driving home from work the next day and running through the list of things that I had to get at Bunnings, walked out at Bunnings as I'm coming home and realizing, oh, crap, I left the cats at work. So, uh, <laughs> so I was halfway home, rang up Christina and said, oh, I'm halfway home. Do you want me to go back and get them? And she's gone, oh, the kids were really wanting to see them. I said, mm, yeah, no, but are. I'm halfway home. And she said, just come home. I said, oh, that's good because I'm actually already still driving home. So I'm glad that, uh, that, that you said that. I was going to have to turn around you know, and, and you know, eat from even further. Um, so, so yeah, the, the Zilkeen helped them when they got here, Lewis, when they eventually got here to try and help to, uh, help to calm them down. So uh, uh, alpha-cazozapine is a milk-based protein that helps to try and uh, reduce mild anxieties. Um, you, can, you can get it from your vet as part of a 
but make it part of your complete behavioural calming package um, for your uh, anxious pet. So yeah, we're using it at the moment for our cats for uh, and Rosie for uh, trying to help to uh, reduce down their stress with the move. So when you brought the cats home, mate, did you uh, did you put butter on their paws? I, I to try and help to slip them around. Now, what I actually did, the old wives tale, mate, you put butter on there. This is what my vet nurse told me. My first vet right. nurse told me when I first graduated, when I was asked the question, you know, when you move house, you bring the cats in a new home, how do you make sure they don't run away? You put butter on their paws. Yeah. And I thought, right. What do you put, what do you put in the butter? Zilkeen? You had some zilkeen to the butter? What is, what is, what is behind that? Is it? Is no, it? That, I think. Oh, is it oh. that they um they sit down, they spend twenty minutes, half an hour trying to lick it off? Is it that they can't grip and go outside? I don't know. What is it? I think the um what what you need to I think what happens with it, Lewis, is the um it's like the old um Tom and Jerry thing, you know, when they do the oh. the legs are moving and they can't actually get anywhere. So they just sort of moonwalk around the uh, around the house. Um, I was um the. the the immediate thing for me then, Lewis, was thinking, well, hang on, butter's not going to be any good on my floorboards. Yeah, you know, we don't want that. So, so, so I got some, um, got some bubble wrap and I just um, elastoplasted some bubble wrap around their feet. So then they sort of walked around looking like you know, marionette puppets for, for a couple of days. Or, or, uh, or a double-sided sticky tape. Don't do that at home. Do not do that. That's not kind. <laughs> They can Spider-Man it up the walls. Oh, horrible. Just horrible. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some videos on YouTube about that, but don't look it up. It's terrible. Don't and also, look it up. Bad. No, yeah. No. And also thank you to Delicate Care, uh, the uh, the Australian-made, Australian-owned food. And I think there yeah. might be a – I don't, hope I'm not uh, uh, not uh, giving away Talking a little Talking out of turn? Yeah, but there yeah. may be – there may be – Watch this space some wet food on the way for delicate care. Really? Maybe. Delicate care, wet you, food. You heard it first, but it might not be true. Wow. So you might have, might not have heard it first. I'm, I'm not you sure. You heard it from someone else. You heard yes. it from the Flynn's Talk podcast, not from us. That's right. And if Andre's listening and we're not allowed to say it, I'm sorry, Andre, we've said it. Yeah, better let us know, and we'll um. Yeah, you get uh, Andre. Andre can get um uh, the the hatted toms uh from uh from the yeah the guy from uh, the Cat Lovers Show. They can get his lawyers on board, and they make you dive back in again and and cut it out of the podcast. Oh, what was that guy's name again? I can't remember his name. Was it Tom? No, no, no. Oh. John, um, uh, yeah, I remember his blue suit. Yes, Ron. It was Ron. 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 It was Ron. Ron, Ron, Ron from the Cat Lover Show. I wonder how he's Ron going. Teal, Ron. Not, Ron, not Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. That'd be. It was Ron, very Ron similar Teal. attire. Very similar yeah. attire to Ron Burgundy. <laughs> it was pretty similar. Yeah, I could just imagine. Maybe, maybe Ron from the Cat Lover Show should get Ron Burgundy podcast to do a voiceover for his product. That'd be pretty good. That'd bring <laughs> some legitimacy to it. It definitely would. Yeah, I wonder how he's going in these tough times. Anyway, speaking of, uh, of how people are going, big thank you to we've got a new Patreon supporter this week. Another Patreon supporter, Lewis. Wow. Now, we made a bit of a joke last week that we had a question from Nicole Peavy and that we wouldn't answer it because she wasn't a Patreon supporter. Well, I think she might have taken it it a bit bit seriously, which is fine. We we don't mind that. But Nicole is now a Patreon supporter and... Because of that, we'll do our main topic today on Nicole's question, I reckon. Oh, that, that sounds like adequate compensation then. 
I think so. I think so. So thank you very much, Nicole. We, we, we were just joking that we were going to answer your question. We, we, weren't, we weren't serious in saying that if you're not a Patreon, we won't answer your question. But I suppose we give priority to Patreon. So, so we will give priority to your question today. So thank you very much. And if you'd like to um, have us to give, give priority to your question um, and do it as a, um, as a big deep dive topic, why not go to Patreon? Uh, Patreon.com, search for Two Vets Talk Pets. As little as $2 a month, you can, uh, Lewis will send you a sticker. He might send you a few stickers, you know, because that's what I keep saying to him to do. No, no. he's giving me, giving me the cut the throat, the throat, the throat sign. No, no, mate. No, we can't afford it, mate. We can't, can't afford it. Postage oh. is expensive. We can't send everyone or, a sticker. Well, the thing is, I mean, it'll take four months for him to get there. So we might as well, might as well say that we're going to send it, you know, and then just go, oh, yeah, no, it's just Australia Post. <laughs> COVID in Australia Post, that's the reason why. Oh, a bit like checks, checks in the mail, you reckon? Stickers in the mail. Checks in the mail. Absolutely. Um, but thank you very much, Nicole, and to all our Patreon subscribers. Uh, uh, you guys are super special. All of our listeners are special, Patreon particularly. And, um, and uh, also, why not leave a review for us at, at iTunes or on Spotify or something like that? Because that's really cool too. Um, so, Lewis, what have you been wrapping your, wrapping your look and gear over this week, pal? Well, big news this week, mate, that I got in the inbox was about the mushrooms, the poisonous mushrooms that are growing around Melbourne, mate. You heard of this? I'm sure you have. I've, I, I have got a story myself about the poisonous right. mushrooms. Right. Yeah. So the, not, this not, came not, out not of... Not a veterinary story, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we might leave that story about you, your, your, your mushroom milkshake in Thailand, mate, out of it, I think. We'll, we'll move on to, to animal topics. So this is yes. about, this come out of, this come out of the, the Victorian state government has issued a health alert. Angie Bone, Deputy Chief Health Officer, Environment Victoria, says poisonous mushrooms, including death cap mushrooms and yellow staining mushrooms, are currently growing abundantly around Victoria as a result of the recent heavy rains. Mm. So this is particularly in Melbourne. I don't know if it's, uh, uh, if it's specific to Australia or, or other, other states or even, even overseas, but certainly in Melbourne. Um, so, so they're warning that dog owners should take particular care whilst walking your pet in areas where mushrooms may grow. Um, and if you've got any mushrooms out in your backyard or on your front nature strip, then you should uh, ideally get rid of them, uh, mm. put them into put them into a plastic bag, sealed plastic bag, tie the plastic bag up, and put it into your large bin that's ready to go out in the street. Don't put it into the the bin in the kitchen because the dog potentially might raid into it and and eat them. So don't put it in of, your compost. Don't put them in your compost. Yeah, good point. Uh, the the yeah. there are two types. So there's the death cap mushroom. Uh, which are extremely poisonous, and you, just one of those can kill an adult. Um, Jeez, with a up. name like that, it's that surprising, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, the um, the symptoms we normally see are sometimes in in animals. We'll see vomiting, diarrhea, stomach pains. Um, but in severe cases, it can cause severe liver failure and death mm. in dogs as well. These type of mushrooms typically grow under oak trees. Um, and they're about 40 to 160 millimetres in diameter. Uh, and I won't go into what they look like, but essentially if you've got any mushrooms you know, growing, well, especially under an oak tree, um, be, be, go and pull it out. And also then you've got your yellow staining mushrooms. Um, they cause similar sort of signs, nausea, stomach cramps, diarrhea and vomiting. Um, and symptoms depend on how much the dog has, has eaten. So perhaps they're not as, as severe as the death cat ones. 
Um, mm. So they do say, you know, dogs are much more likely than cats to, to eat them. Um, but if you think your dog has eaten some, then ideally don't delay, get down to your vet. We will see <laughs> you immediately and we'll make your dog uh, vomit. Sure um, will immediately and try and try and bring them up. But but even if it's a little bit afterwards, we'll probably still put them on some supportive care. So maybe some IV fluids, something like that. Monitor them and just see see how things how things develop. Yes, but I've actually I reckon I've seen two dogs with uh, with a death cap a death cap mushroom poisoning maybe five ten years ago. Um, yes, when I worked in um, worked in Turak, these owners uh, two cocker spaniels that just came in just massive liver disease just really yeah. you know really jaundice yellow really really unwell and we could not work out what was wrong with them gave them all the supportive care and all that sort of stuff and um and when we sort of looked into it you know a little bit more it did turn out they had a um they actually discovered that they had an oak tree in their backyard. Well, they knew they had an oak tree, obviously, but yeah. they discovered, yeah, there were some mushrooms. They cleaned the back windows and go, is that an oak tree there, darling? Go, oh, well, yeah, my, my goodness, it is. The, the, they've they've uh, got on the fourth story of their mansion overlooking the uh, <laughs> overlooking the, the tennis court and the pool. And they've gone, uh, well, what's that tree in the distance there, darling? Is that, could that be a whole oak tree? And uh, and there were some mushrooms under it. So and one of those, unfortunately, one of those dogs passed away, and the other one survived. So yeah, right. certainly, I've had personal experience, and is not fun stuff at all. But no, so- no, my, my yeah, we had um, uh, 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 Christina's mum and dad told us about um. Oh yeah, no, we saw we had some mushrooms growing out in the backyard. So we uh yeah went 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 and picked them and uh you know put put them into a nice uh sautéed them and had them for dinner and. And all, like Christina and all the all her sisters and husband, we got. You did what? Are you, are you insane? Oh. You know, I mean, they're okay, but you know, far out. You know, yeah. Well, so, we used to we used to do lots of mushroom picking when I was a kid. I loved it. We used yeah. to go out in the yep down down the peninsula and still alive, still here. But yeah, it worries me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's interestingly in France. Apparently, in France, you can pick a mushroom and take it to a pharmacist, and the pharmacist will tell you whether it's a uh, whether wow. it's okay to eat or not. Yeah, and so this old um old thing from um the uh yeah, from the old old pharmacy times. Yeah, you know, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so so as well as knowing um knowing how to compound your medications and how to stick a label on your uh, on your antibiotics, they also need to be able to uh, identify a good mushroom, good mushroom, or oh, killer mushroom. Yeah, wow, that's fantastic! Suck what a great right service! Blood. What a great yeah. service! So they get up on their little high little step and they look down on you. Go, that's not a mushroom. That's a death cat. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> How, how are our French listeners going? Is that is that going to be a you know a, a, a bit bit uh, yeah bit bit stereotypical for them? Do you think we might lose some lose some French listeners on that? Or well, if you are a French listener and, and you're listening, go to lepetrion.fr. Two vets, two uh, trois, trois vets talk pets. chien. My French is fantastic. I'm just absolutely murdering it. The chien and the chat. Absolutely murdering. Well, speaking of murdering, you know how you have like a group of crows. Yes. One crow is called a crow, yes. and then a group of crows is a murder of crows. A collective noun is a murder of crows. Yes. What do you reckon it is for mushrooms? You got one mushroom. Yeah. Is it a forest? What do you think, mate? Uh, I'd say a, a bunch of mushrooms. Oh no, no, no! It's a fairy ring. A fairy ring of mushrooms. <laughs> it's a troop. A troop of mushrooms. A troop of mushrooms. Wow, there you is go. Is that related to the death thing? They're like a troop, so, you know, marching to the, well, not to, 
to war, not to death, but to war. Is that death from, the from death above? Cap? You reckon? Yeah. Mushrooms, death from above style. Yeah, the yeah, troops right. here they come to to, to uh, take out the trash. <laughs> Speaking of trash, all right. Um, you know, you sent me a link through this week of a um of a a, a link from the small paper here, the uh, the Murdoch owned Herald Sun, um, advertising for uh, a Melbourne's most popular vet. Um, what an interesting thing that uh, that is, Lewis. Um, so uh, just having a read here, this is through um, the uh, through the Herald Sun Best of Melbourne. They're going for Best of Melbourne 2020 nominate Melbourne's best vet. This is from Stephanie Packer from the Leader Group. They give you cuddles, companionship, and unconditional love. I don't think they're talking about vets yet. So when you're say, pretty- hang on, you would be the best vet if that was what you gave out. Well, you're not allowed to do that with social distancing now. Yeah, I mean, they still haven't opened up the massage parlors and things like that, Lewis. So, you know, we can't be, you know, we don't, we don't want to be complicating things that way. Um, the profession's not working, mate, you're saying. No, no, no. The oldest profession is still on the on the disabled list. Um, yeah, or well, maybe they're just zooming it. Yeah, you know, maybe they're just zooming it in. I don't know. Does it have the same effect? You know? <laughs> and do they get job seeker? They got the jobs job job keeper payment. Jo- job ke- <laughs> they're keeping their jobs job maybe. for later. <laughs> yeah, maybe, 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 maybe they're just storing it up. I don't know. You know. <laughs> So when your furry friend is sick or injured, you want to know they're in good hands. Oh, hang on. Yeah, we're getting back to the Zoom style of things. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, which vet do you have? Um, oh, which vet do you have on speed dial to treat your pet? We're hounding you. I hate these puns. Uh, we're hounding you to tell us your favourite Melbourne veterinarian as we launch our next Best of Melbourne poll. Whether it's your dog, cat, bird, fish, bunny, guinea pig, even livestock, or something a bit quirkier. Um, that needs looking after. There are loads of awesome animal doctors with potential across our city. There's another oh, horrible pun. Uh, so pat on the back. There you go. They've gone for the, tri- the, the the trifecta there. And tell us why they should make the list of Melbourne's best. Simply submit your nomination using the form below by Mel uh, by Monday, May 18th at 10 a.m. We'll sniff around your suggestions and publish a short list for voting. Um, don't forget your don't forget nominating is not enough to guarantee your favourite vet a place. You need to vote too. Then the city's top vets will be revealed on Thursday, May the 28th. So there you go. You know, you can you can nominate your your favourite uh, vet, you know, in a popularity contest um, just because people have got nothing better to do. How are you going, mate? How many times have you uh, logged in with all your different uh, different logins? You know what I'm sensing, mate? I'm sensing a bit of What are of you a, sensing? I'm sensing uh, we, could, we could have a little bit of a... A little bit of fun with this, possibly. But, oh, uh, but, yes. You know, I'm thinking a, I'm thinking a, a Tom Gleeson-like Logie's experience. Right. Where, we, where Tom Gleeson, you know, he got nominated for the gold Logie and he said, yes. I don't want the gold Logie, but vote for me. Right. Could we do the same for Robbie Anderton? No, we, we, maybe we could just do it for the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. Oh. We just try and get the podcast up. Wow, they won't do that. It has to be, you reckon? They won't do that. You'd have to have a name. Well, uh, yeah, we could do that. Well, why not? How about that then? Yeah, so you nominate me, right? Because it'd be a bit weird if I nominated myself. I mean, I think Chris Preston's got the lock on that, hasn't he? Whoa, I have to beat that oh, out. Oh, hang on, I? can you bleep that out? <laughs> no. Yeah, He'll be talking one. to Ron. The lawyers will be under us, mate. Oh, Ron, yes. Ron and Chris, they'll be, they'll be doing a... a, a uh, 
uh, what's that when we get a whole lot of people together and do massive suit? A class action. A class, a class action. action. A class action well, Rondo's suit. all about suits. Rondo's all about suits. So I'm sure he'll have a uh, have a good idea there. Um, so so yeah, well, yeah. I don't want it. I think this is a a, a load of uh, a load of uh, both cods and wallop. But um, you know, if you uh, wanted to see whether or not we can absolutely take the um, the, the the pi staker out of it, then why not? Well, let's let's do it. Let's. I'll I'll put you in as a nomination. We've got we've got uh, how many listeners we got a week? We've got th- well thousands of listeners a week worldwide. Worldwide. So, so what's put the, the nomination in your reckon? What, what, what's the link? We'll nominate Robbie, and you get online and and uh, go to what's the link? You got the link there? Uh, just looking for it just now. Hmm. Um, and it is Robbie so- Anderton. So Robbie. R O B B I E, not R O B B Y. Make sure you get that correct. Right. And Anderton with a T. Anderton, turn Anders, yes. not Anderson, because that's the bloke. Not down Anderson. The road. No. no so it's to... Leader Community News. Where's the um, where's the thing here? Uh, well, maybe they could do a oh, search. Just, for... just, just search. Yeah, just search for it. Yeah, Best Leader. of Melbourne. Best of Melbourne leader article, best vet in Melbourne leader newspaper, Herald Sun, something like that. Is is there? I mean, I know you're working for the leader article, mate, in writing a, a, a weekly column. Is there yeah. a conflict of interest there? Do you think? Do you think you're a you, you're oh. you're a bit of an inside? You know, it's like you're at McDonald's and you've and you've found the final monopoly piece, but you're actually working there, peeling all the all the stickers off before they go out to the out to the clientele. Is is that you, mate? Are you? Just oh, so I've got to give it to there. my neighbour. Yeah, geez, it could be Lewis. It could be. I, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, I haven't written an article for Leader for a while because I think oh, with all the co- co- so so it's been it's been a little while. So I think we should overbear. It's been a few months actually. One of my clients said, "Um, oh, I've been looking out for your articles in the newspaper." I said, "Oh yeah, I'd send a few of them in, and then they stopped putting them in there, so I stopped writing them." But you know, oh, I sent them a message saying I still want them or what? You know, <laughs> shout out to Claudia, who reads your, only one who reads your articles. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There's a few. There's a few. Claude, you know, Clarity, Trace. You know, there's a few. A few people that that, that read them. Yeah, Christina, you know, when they come yeah. Well, Christina only reads them when I bring them home for her. When I, I look at them online and say, "Look, I got it in there again, sweetheart. Look at that." You know, so there you I'm go, everyone. Time. Yeah. Let's do a Tom Gleason. Let's see if we can get Robbie. I Anderton. don't want this. I don't he want it. Put he it doesn't want way. it. But let's put him in there. Let's put him yes. up. He's a great vet. He's, let's put him at the top vet in Melbourne. What's Not interested in winning it. I don't want to win it. But if you want to do it so that we can take the PIWS out of it, go for it. Is is there a prize? Do you win a T-shirt? What is it? Oh, I hope I hope so. I, it wouldn't be great if I get like a fluorescent shirt that I get to wear, and then and then the leader have to publish another article from me. Oh, they'd have to interview you, and then you'd be able to plug the podcast. Whoa! That'd be the thing. All I do, I'll just talk about the podcast for the entire time. <laughs> so what's it like about being nominated for the vet? Well, I mean, you know, there's that, but I also do a podcast. Very nice. Very nice. All righty. Now we better move on because we're going to get on something serious. We a little yes. bit more on, on COVID stuff. Oh, why not? There, yeah, we're back. This was an article published this week out of the University of Wisconsin, Wisconsin School of Veterinary Wisconsin. Medicine. Thanks, in Milwaukee. In the New England Journal of Medicine, and it's basically they did a laboratory experiment where they took coronavirus, coronavirus, from a human patient and infected three cats with it. Each cat oh. was housed with another cat that was free of infection. 
Within five days, coronavirus was found in all three of the newly exposed animals. None of the six cats showed symptoms. So essentially right. what they're saying is that they've experimentally shown that cats can catch human coronavirus from each other. Ah, uh, right. there, there was no sneezing, no coughing. They never had a high temperature or lost any weight. So they didn't actually get sick at all. Says virus expert, Peter Halfman. Oh, gee whiz. Is he a centaur? Yeah. <laughs> what is he? What's going on there? Is that a joke? Yeah. Half man, half beast. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's a merman. A merman. You know? <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got a big aerial kind of tail, you know, nice. you know mermaid style. Yeah. Yes. If a pen owner looked at him, they wouldn't have noticed anything. So I guess we're still reiterating our same stuff we spurred every week when this comes out. Yes, there's a new study that says, yes, cats might be able to catch it from each other. It's an experimental study. It's not based in your home. But mm -hmm. normal, uh, the, the risk of catching, they still don't know that if there's, they need to research whether the cats can actually, you know, uh, catch it from humans and then pass it back on to other humans, I suppose, is what they, would be the biggest concern. And there is no yeah. evidence that anybody of us can catch it from our animal or our pet in our, our house. So Sorry, what was that? What, what was that last bit that you were saying? Uh, yeah, they so, can't so catch it. Yeah, I, I thought the cats would do that in the litter tray. Oh, I don't know what I said. No, that would, you know. What, what did I say? That they can't catch. What? Yeah. That they catch, can't catch it. Catch Wouldn't it. they do that in the litter tray? Maybe. I've lost you, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. So, so think about what, what, what catch it might sound like that might end up in the litter tray. Oh, righto. Catch it. Yeah, righto. I'm with you. Okay. See that? Right. Oh, that's seamless. Oh, that's gold. It's, you know, it's these times when Zoom really comes to a fore, doesn't it? It really shows that we've got the comic timing and the understanding of each other's nuances. Mind melding. It is. It is fantastic. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, uh, there's no evidence that you can catch it from your cat or your no. dog. And the main yep. way that um, you'll catch it is from another human being, definitely. But yep. it's important. If some, you're some, dirty, some dirty swearing person spitting on a, um, exactly. on a pier. On a pier. Yeah. You're spot on, mate. And uh, you know, still practice uh, um, good hygiene around your pets. Wash your hands, touching your pets. Wash your hands after handling their, their food bowls. Wash your hands before eating, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then uh, it goes on to say, uh, half man, Peter half man, yep. whose two cats sleep in his bed, said the worry may be greater for animal shelters where one infector anim animal could pass the virus on to many others. So that's mm. an interesting point, I suppose. So very good point. So, yeah. So, um, so there you go, mate. That's the latest, you know, the, every, every week we seem to have some sort of new animal related COVID sort of story and linked yes. into that. I got an email this week from IDEX, one of our laboratories. Oh, yeah. Does testing. After we, was it last week, we talked about what would we do if we suspected we had a cat that had, yes. um, or an animal, a cat or a dog that, that may have been exposed to coronavirus. How would we test for it? Well, I got this email, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. After consultation with the Animal Health Committee, the Australian Veterinary Association and Dr. Lewis Kirkham from Two Vets Talk Pets, IDEX Excellent. has made available to veterinarians 
the IDEX SARS-CoV-2 COVID-19 real PCR test for pets. Woo! Woo! There you wow. go. You got yourself on the press release. Nice one. Nice, nice to get a little mention. Uh, just a little no, good little on mention. you. Obviously, You're obviously, doing hard work. Obviously, after my 30 emails I sent around, the, around and around the circle to eventually get back to the Animal Health <laughs> Committee to tell me to go to the same place that I'd started at, yeah. IDEX, <laughs> IDEX is making this test available in response to customer demand. Now, oh. Robbie, you're a man. I'm a man. And a man. Oh, yes. half, you're a full man, not a half man, as far as no, I know. No, last time I checked, as as, no, no centaur. As far as I know, we're on Zoom, so waste there's no down, check. Waste down all human, not horse. Yeah. Hang on, that sounds even worse. <laughs> That's, you know, poor Christina, you know. So, it's so disappointing we, for her. It's lucky we are seeing the... <laughs> We're doing it by Zoom because I've only seen the top half. So you, in, in my theory, you are half man, but you're also a vet. You're a full yes, vet. I am. I'm a customer. Customer demand. How much customer customer demand in Australia have you had for testing for COVID? Um, the, only, cat, the, only de- the only demand that I've had is from you, and that's it. That's right. What a what a crock. Who's yes. demanding it? They haven't heard anyone. No one's demanding it. We're not telling anyone to do it either. Don't do no, it. Don't need to. No. And uh, the worst part is as well with the test is that, um, you know, there'll be some percentage that will have false positives as well, yeah. you know? So, you know, it's like, what? Well, uh, anyway, that's fine. Well, a the, test, the sens- what a great sens- test to have. The sensitivity of, of the PCR in humans, I think, um, for the virus. So this is, uh, this is uh, different to this one. Oh, actually, I'm not sure. But the sensitivity of, I think, the PCR in humans is 60 or 70%. So it means there's a lot of oh. false negatives. Yeah, that's what a doctor mate yeah, of mine yeah. told me um, yeah, working right. in ER in, around Melbourne. So, but anyway, uh, so they have brought out this test. They say customer demand and growing evidence. Well, yeah. Mm. That in rare cases, pets living with COVID-19 positive humans can be at risk for SARS-CoV-2 infection. It is important to note at this time, there is no evidence of pet to human spread of the infection and that the medical utility of this test will only be applicable in a small number of cases. So that is true. Very, very much so. There are some guidelines they've put out to, to accessing the test. You can only obviously get it through your vet. And your vet must consult with a public health authority, for example, state public health veterinarian in Australia. And they must who will send you to Arl, who will send you to the central veterinary, who'll send you to Arl, who'll then send you to, to, to Elf from Home and Away, he'll then send you to the guy at the milk bar, who'll then send you back to Arl again. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's, to, that's, that's, that's the clear pathway. And then check to Wombat from, uh, what was the Wombat's name on a country practice? Fatso. Fatso, Fatso the Wombat. Check, check, we're checking with Fatso, see if you need it. And then go on to Toady, neighbours, he might have a, a view. Uh, Brian Denzel, who was the um, who was um, Sergeant Gilroy on a Country Practice, he used to be a client at our clinic. Oh, very nice. Ah, yeah, there you go. Just, well, you're just segwaying off a segue. Have to talk to him first as well. So there's three criteria that you can run the test. A vet can run the test. The pet must have been living in the household with a human who is COVID nineteen or has tested positive for the virus. Yep. Uh, the pet has already been tested for more common infections. Oh, yes. That a veterinarian has ruled out using PCR testing. And pets, especially cats and ferrets, are showing clinical signs consistent with COVID 19. Uh, so, you need to, vets will need to do a 
um, a pre-test declaration confirming that the above stated criteria apply and the state or territory-based chief veterinary officer has been consulted about the situation. So get onto Mark Ship on Twitter. He'll sort yes. it out for you. Yeah. I, I think that's the easiest way of doing it, isn't it? Mark yes. Ship. We'll exactly. put the link to his Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, moreover, the IDEX test protocol will involve ongoing liaison with the Australian Centre for Disease Preparedness in Geelong, Victoria, formerly AL. That's mm, where I started mm, and that's where I ended when I was looking through it the other day. So, so there you go. There is a test available, guys, but, you know, no one's going to run it. Why are we going to? Not no. Australia. No, Australia. no. I read that um, that IDEX had uh, had a test in America and in um, and in Europe. So I guess it was only a matter of time before they bought it out in um, uh, here in Australia. But I mean, the reality is, I think here in Australia, we've been so lucky that we've had so few cases of COVID that there is really little point in thinking about trying to run the tests anyway. So yeah, exactly. uh, hey, isn't it great to have a test that then you're not going to have to run? But anyway, yes. you know. Good. It's, um, to be honest, I'm glad we've got it because if we need it, it's there. But yes. yeah, we just should be using it. It's good to know about, definitely. All righty, mate. What about the disclaimer? Well, Lewis, would you believe that all advice on this show is generally in nature? So please consult your computer screen that's slightly out of out of uh, sync. Here you go. So please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if you missed anything, if you need any clarification, or if you need to take a little break. Great idea, mate. Well, I, I was thinking we have got Nicole's question that we're going to answer. Um, who's now a Patreon supporter, but but running running short of time, Nicole. Sorry, we'll have to uh, might have to put it off for, for next next week. No, we won't do that. No, <laughs> no, we're going to do it for you, Nicole. No, of course we, we are. Let's go for a break, and we're back with your question. Hey, Robbie. Yeah, Lewis. What's up? Have you heard about this new service called Gap Only? What? Gap only? Yeah, I know. It means pet owners with an eligible pet insurance policy can claim on the spot while they're still at the vet. No way. So for eligible, eligible claims, they don't have to pay the full vet invoice, just the gap amount that's not covered by their pet insurance policy? Yeah, spot on, mate. To find your closest participating vet or pet insurance partner, our listeners can visit gaponly.com.au. Apply, visit gaponly.com.au for more information. See you, Lewis. I'm going to go and check and see which vet clinics are gap only clinics right now. On your horse, mate. Yeah. Alrighty, we're back. Now, Nicole, we're finally going to get onto your yeah, question. No, I'm all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we, this this question came in now. I've got, I've got a date on the email. Actually, twenty seventh, twenty seventh of April. So she's been very patient. Oh, good on you, Nicole. Thank you, and Nicole. Nicole, if you go up another tier on Patreon, we'll do it this week and seven. No, we won't do that. <laughs> Hi guys. First, love your podcast. Oh, thanks, Nicole. I'm not a vet, but I foster doggos and help them find their forever homes. I've been really enjoying all the info you guys provide because it helps me understand these dogs just that little bit more. Anywho, my question is actually about nails. 
Three months ago, I adopted a black Labrador. And when he first came to me, the vet who did his checkup cut his nail so far back, hopefully well sedated doing his desexing, he's quick and nail in line and, and some, the quick were exposed. I've Ooh. noticed that, so, so for, for listeners out there who don't know, the quick is the part that bleeds and, and is painful mm. when you cut the nails. The nervy bleedy bit, which is always really hard to try and work out exactly where it is in a black nail, uh, uh, black nails. Yeah, we, we've Very. said before that uh, trying to trim black nails, it's uh, or, or normal nails, it's 30% experience, 30% anatomy and 40% luck. And with black nails, it's 80% luck because you don't know where <laughs> that damn quick is. <laughs> For instance, he chased a cat and got, uh, hang on, uh, uh, here we go. This is the bit that matters. No, no, I've missed the good bit. Uh, oh, jeez. I've noticed that since having him, his nails haven't exactly grown very well and they seem to be quite brittle. For Ooh. instance, he chased a cat and got tangled in his lead, which led to having two nails removed. They both ripped away from the quick. Ouch. Yeah. He decided to chase the same cat three weeks later and split another nail. It's ridiculous. It's not separated from the quick, but it's split up the middle longitudinally to the quick. Ooh, mm. that'll hurt. So is there anything that can be done to help harden their nails? I've let them grow over the past three months and they're only just starting to make the sound on the concrete. I haven't trimmed them and they're still not that long. Thanks, guys. Keep up the amazing work. And Lewis, please have your wife on more often as she has the loveliest voice and I've recommended her two episodes to all of my friends and they're all going to be Patreon supporters from now. Kind wow. regards, oh, Nicole. Terrific. Well, good on you, Nicole. That's great. I'll, I'll, I'll ship off because as long as I keep getting my cut from the Patreon, then, yeah, Deb can do all the work for me. That's all <laughs> right. Si the silent podcaster, you reckon, mate? Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Like you know, the silent just, partner, but the silent podcaster. Absolutely. I, I haven't been silent in 42 years of life, mate. I don't think I'd start now. But, um, well, that's a really interesting question that Nicole um, brings up about the nails. I think the, um, the interesting thing with it would be how the nails actually look from the outside. You know, well, whether or not they look like, yes. Well, we obviously didn't answer a question quickly enough because first email was 27th of April. Then on the 6th of May. Oh, good. Yes. Hi, guys. I forgot to send the pic of my doggo's nail. His, hey! nails. his nails tend to split from the quick. Thanks again. Kind regards, Nicole. Now I'll try and put it up right. on the, uh, on the, oh, no, it's not going to work. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, you don't need to see it, mate. So don't, basically, don't, just, yeah. Just tell me what's wrong, Lewis. She has sent a pic and, yes. uh, and uh, I had a case like this uh, probably six months ago where I actually spoke to Dr. Danny Houlihan, friend of the podcast. Danny Houlihan. Specialist yes. dermatologist, and she said to me, "It's symmetrical lupoid oncodystrophy." Of course, it is. So there you go, That's Nicole. What I said it was going to be. There you go, Nicole. We solved your problem. Just Google that one. Yep, we'll we'll scratch you later. Thanks, thanks, yeah. thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for supporting us on Patreon. <laughs> go and Google that. So yeah. what, is it? what is it? Oh, it's got two well, names. So well, I guess the key with um is, is in the fact that it's got lupus in there, where we know that lupus is a uh yeah that's that's going to make it an autoimmune disease, isn't it? Well, symmetrical lupoid oncodystrophy or lupoid or, or, or. symmetric lupoid onchitis 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 is a rare disease suspected to be immune mediated. You're spot on, mate. Yeah, young, there you go. Young to middle-aged dogs are predisposed to this condition. She doesn't say how old the dog is, so hopefully it fits into that. German Shepherds and Rottweiler dogs are predisposed, but the condition can occur in any breed. 
The principal feature of this disease is claw loss or nail loss, which as you know, is called the pathological name, mate. Claw loss. Um, is um, oncoloscopy. Oh, come on. Come on, Tom Gleason. This is hard quiz. Come on. Uh, uh, oncotomy? On, on co Oncomedesis. 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 Wasn't that a song about that? Funky Oncomedesis. <laughs> Wasn't that the, the Greek god with all the snakes coming out of her head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, th- I think, yeah, there, there was um, yeah. Medusa. Yeah, yeah. When you when you looked at her, all your nails fell off. Yeah, like it, like it, like you owed money yes. to the to the mafia. Yes. Initially, one or two claws fall off, but within a few months, all claws may be lost. Well, maybe we don't always say that. What dog I saw was just similar to to this dog you're describing, Nicole, just losing the occasional nail every now and then, and they're not growing back mm. very well. Affected feet are frequently painful. All four feet are affected, but often the front feet more severely. Claws will grow back, but will be misshapen, brittle, discolored, and friable, uh, sort of crumbly, mm. and usually sloth means I fall off subsequently. Mm. Uh, infection I describe, of... I describe them as funky nails. I said, they'll grow back, but they'll be funky nails. Right. Funky cold Medina. Medusa. Don't Medusa. Medusa. Cold Medusa. <laughs> funky on cold Medina. <laughs> so... Infection of the nails is not a common feature. What's the, what's the word for nail infection, mate? Come uh, on, uh, Tom on, Gleason. Uh, 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 on, on, well, you said it before. I'm um, onchoitis. Paronychia. Paronychia. Yeah, paronychia. No, no, it would be par- paraconitis, wouldn't it? If it was, um, if it was infection of. That'd be inflammation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Infection is paronychia. Right. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. It ends in an A. That must be now, now that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. Oh, pneumonia. Yeah, ends yeah. In, oh, I don't know. We'll have a clue. Hard quiz, mate. Your your topic Hard of quiz. choice is is nails. Is is Latin um yeah, Latin <laughs> pronunciation of, of dogs' nail diseases. <laughs> really niche. That's so niche. <laughs> oh no. Fantastic. Wouldn't take much to read up on it though. <laughs> no, no, but all, it, 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 it'd, be, it'd be one page with four words on it. Yeah, it's all in this podcast too. There you go. Uh, so it's, infection is not a common feature. And apart from these claw lesions, the dogs are normally healthy. Um, there are some differential diagnoses uh, that they come up with uh, uh, a claw infection, a bacterial claw infection, bacterial nail bed infection, other autoimmune skin disorders like pemphigus, uh, lupus, uh, vasculitis. Um, and also drug drug reactions sometimes can cause it. So your vet can certainly help rule those out, but it does it does mm. sound like it's um definitely is this symmetrical lupoid oncodystrophy. So diagnosis uh, is generally just ruling out the differentials or going to vet. The vet has looks and goes, yeah, look, I think I think that's what it is. Um, the I can't pronounce is, it, but I know what it is. Exactly, history and clinical signs, um, you know, do seem typical of it. Sometimes we do. It is recommended to do a biopsy, but Danny says she never does that, and and we we're not certainly not going to recommend it. If she doesn't recommend it, are we, Robbie? No, not at all, not at all. She probably doesn't recommend the COVID test either. No, same to us, same as us for sure. So, how do you treat it? Well, there are some things you can do to treat. There's not all of them necessarily work, and there is a big list of them. So, she talks about immune modulation. So, I'm going to mention the medications, but some of them are prescription only. So. 
I won't give the dose rates necessarily, but she recommends as a, a bit of a cocktail of medications. Oh, one is, of course, one is doxycycline. Another one. Hey, is, hang on, hang on. If you if you if you're going through with a cocktail, I'm just going to give you some background music while you read them out. Ready? Go for it. All right, uh, doxycycline. Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda. Vitamin B3. I'm on pretty mama. Uh, and you got to do that for 12 Ooh, weeks. I want to take you down to Kokomo. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, mate. Keep going. What are you I'm trying, trying, to, trying, trying to channel my Brian Brown. It's yeah. very nice, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Uh, so, and she says you need to do that for 12 weeks on Dr. Vitamin B3. So, so probably going to your vet and having a chat to them about it. But then there are other things that she might try. Um, as well, she might add in fish oil. She adds in fish oils and evening mm. primrose oil. Right. Um, and she's got a dose. As opposed to the morning primrose oil. Morning primrose, no good. Yeah, right, right. Uh, she doses 1,000 milligrams per five kilograms of dog. So that's going to be a lot of primrose for that Labrador. A lot of sweet primrose. <laughs> uh, pain relief if the dog's painful, which doesn't seem like it is. She does suggest as well, though, that uh, that removing any loose nails, um, any sort of fragmented or, or brittle nails, and trimming them all under general anaesthetic is is a good idea. And actually mm. trimming the nails. I know you've said, Nicole, that you're letting them grow long. He, she actually recommends trimming them every two weeks or so, so right. just to keep them short and, and make them less likely to sort of catch on things, I suppose, right. and, and, and yeah. pull out. She also recommends there are some other treatments that if those are not affected, because we don't necessarily have a distinct cure for this problem. Other things no silver tried, bullet. Yeah, other things she tried are pentoxyphylene. Pentoxyphylene. Is that vivitone? Right. I'm not sure about that one. No, no, no. Google um, machine. You look it up while I keep talking. Pentoxyphylene. Um, well, you probably don't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Get stuffed. Um, no, I've got a feeling it's a B vitamin. No, it's not. Pen, Pentoxy. Toxy. Pentoxy. Oh, this is, this is behind the third wall, guys. This is how we look up all our drugs. Pentoxyphylene uh, uh, is also known as a xanthine derivative. Ooh. Oh, there you is go. used as a drug to treat muscle pain in people with peripheral artery disease. Wow. Oh, so, so the vasculitis sort of component of it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so you have to go to your vet to talk about that one. Um, cyclosporin. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll need to look it up, I would yeah. say. <laughs> they'll go out of, they'll go, uh, I've just got to go to the, uh, at the back and check something. And they'll go straight I to heard Google. About this on a, I heard about this on a podcast. <laughs> and they'll go straight out the back and they'll Google it just like we will. And go, oh, that, that's all right. I had a bit of an emergency out the back. Now, this drug. Yeah, muscle, muscle pain with, with peripheral artery disease. Of course. Yeah, I know that one. Definitely. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and also cyclosporin and, um, and oclatinib or Apoquil. He mentions yep. as maybe off-label, maybe, maybe a use there. So there you go, Nicole. We finally, finally got to your question. And hopefully we've given you a bit of an answer as to what the problem is. Um, and, uh, and, and what, what, uh, what you can do about it, but go to your vet and, and tell them two vets talk pets sent you. Yes. And, and get them Googling. Pentoxyphyphylene. <laughs> Fifylene. Pentoxyphyphylene. Now we also got a reply from Rebecca Duffy. From oh yes. Patreon. She was the one last week. We answered her question about an internship in, uh, in, um, she's a vet tech and she's starting to do an internship. She said, thank you so much for answering my question in your latest podcast. Everything you said, Lewis, was really helpful. 
The advice about asking good questions, <laughs> listening, the work-life palace and being able to learn from everyone in the clinic was good to hear. Thank you so much. And oh yeah. And thanks to Robbie as well. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. No, that's Obviously nice. my advice, not quite so good. Nice. The silent podcaster getting in. <laughs> also, also I laughed dear a lot. Robbie, at... Dear Robbie, thanks for not being there the couple of weeks when Deb got to talk. Oh, yeah. No also, problems, Rebecca. Pleasure. Also, I laughed a lot listening to you guys argue about the sticker. Thanks again very much. Uh, <laughs> and also your advice in recent episodes about separation anxiety has been helping me prepare my Westie Dakota for being home alone more often after COVID-19. Oh, well, g'day, Dakota. Big shout out. Nice to have you listening Woof. on board. Woof to you, Dakota. Exactly. And we've got a final one that's come through. So this is from Suzanne W. Baker. Now, she's also a Patreon supporter. She was oh, the one who, who has the Avenue Bark Grooming. Uh, uh, oh, yes. Bark Avenue Grooming in, in uh, South Carolina. Yes, South Cal. Yep. Yeah, so, yep. Hi, Dr. Lewis and Dr. Robbie. I just listened to podcast episode 109, and you mentioned a new listener, Rebecca, that lives in the States also. I would love to be the decal ambassador here in the States <laughs> <laughs> for new listeners. Yes. If you oh, like, just, just send me the decals. This is how communities start. This is how this is, communities start, Lewis. This is good. If you like, just send me the decals and I'll mail them out to the listeners here. Yes. Isn't that great. I love it. I love it. Oh. You know what? That, that, the, I had... I put about six stickers in to send to Suzanne. I thought, oh yeah, I've just got a whole stack. I'll send them in. And I was, I went to mail them like before she sent this email and yeah. I got to the post office. It must've been calm. I got the post and he goes, oh, our system's down. I can't do the mail today. <laughs> I was like, what? So I took it away and so it's still sitting on my floor. He ready to go mail out to, to, to Suzanne. So we might just take you up on that. D- we could call her the decal gal. The TVTP decal, decal gal. Decal gal from SoCal. Can, can we get uh, 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 South Cal, uh, uh, Carol, oh, South, Carolina, yeah, South Carolina, South, South, South Cal. Well, we'll just do Cal. It sounds good anyway. It's not California, we know, but uh, is there going to be a certain number of decals that she sends out that then she can um, get a, a t-shirt with decal gal across the back of it? Whoa, mate. Whoa, Whoa that's on. a lot. That's a lot of postage there. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no more on, a, air, on air production meetings about merch. Yeah, and then we can then we can send her the two vets talk pets um, uh, uh, blow up figurines. Yeah, oh, that's a good <laughs> idea, Robbie. No, great idea. Yeah, yeah, the 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 lead, the lead bottomed ones, so the ones that you can knock over that sort of come back up again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so great. Thank you, Suzanne. Would be great on that. Thanks, That'd Suzanne. So we we might. I think I'll send. We'll send her a whole stack. What do you reckon? And see if she can. That sounds good. To, Post them out yeah. to, to our Patreon supporters. I like that. You just give them out, really. I mean, we, we're not too fast. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can so, send her out some Australian stamps so that she can put them on her um, on the envelopes for when she's sending them out as the as the decal gal. Oh, so it looks like it did come all the way from us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I do generally put a little note in there from us, just a little side note. Say, thanks very much, blah, 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 you know. But um, but personalized one, get, nice. They won't they won't get personalized one now if it's coming from the so from the uh, from the decal, the decal gal, gal in oh, SoCal. I've got, really, I've got I've got really easy um easy handwriting to mimic, so that's right. You can just you know pretend to be me. That's fine. You know, Very it's nice. illegible, so that's all right. Good on I you like, guys. 
and look forward to hear from you all, Suzanne. So thank you very much, Suzanne. You certainly will be hearing from us when that, that those, when those stickers arrive next Easter, you'll be wrapped to receive them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Already. Ready for episode 196. <laughs> now your, your internet's starting to go dodgy so we might sign off if you want to ask us a question like everyone else has or i can't remember all your names rebecca nicole suzanne everyone who's, who's chimed in fantastic great little network with community we've got going on go to two vets pets at gmail.com send us an email you find us on facebook twitter uh instagram um robbie's on on tiktok patreon robbie's on tiktok doing his new cocktail dance in his uh, white shirt and his underpants and socks in the house Ooh, i want to take it to bermuda bahama come on pretty and also mom. i don't know if we mentioned it yet we are on patreon as well have you mentioned that Ooh, yeah i, 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 I mentioned that before yeah. we did mention that okay all righty guys we'll scratch you later peace out but then we'll take it slow that's where we want to go <laughs> Way down to Kokomo. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle. <laughs>